Okay. Breaking hearts and farts and minds. Hearts and farts. solo going into this kind of thing with the piano and the movement and the ideas are turning in that guy's mind he wants to get out of this emotional bondage it is so sad to be stuck thinking of another person who's gone forever piano stuff I wish I knew how to play music Jerry Stewart sucking Jerry Stewart. Ah, what's a big idea? Ah, wait, fuck, how long is this song? Why is this song so long? Why is this part of the song so long? <sighs> okay, wait, 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 wait. What? No, no, no. Alright, my ship's coming in. Do 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 do. All right, things are moving in the right direction, I think. Uh huh. So you're not. Oh. 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 Just again, more of the same. This life. It just happens over and over again. Always. When I was young, I never needed anyone. And making love was just for fun. Those days are gone. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, 
myself. Don't want to live all by myself anymore. It's cashews. I like to call them fancy cashews. Probably bad for a podcast. <laughs> eating cashews. Wait, why do they call these fancy cashews? Because you sell them and call them that at the CBS. People, oh, okay. People, so they can put a couple dollars on the price. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's how they do it. Fancy cashews for Grady Pruitt. I'm a poet. Hell yeah. Are we on? Are we recording? Yeah. Oh, okay. Beautiful. All, All right. right. Grady Pruitt is here on... I've been thinking of rebranding the Healing Club. I, I, you know, I was thinking of a new title. Um, do you think you're better than me? <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> nah, My stick new with podcast title is just called What's Your Problem? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I, I should deal with that one. What the fuck? You ever heard of that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well... Uh, Grady and I just did Darwin's Theory. We did a did a little Darwin's Theory. We were doing some comedy there. You murdered. You fucking murdered. <laughs> That's the best I've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> like li- no joke. I'm, this isn't even exaggeration. You you were killing, and then you did a joke, and people started. They got out of their chairs and ran around the room. I've, I've like never seen that before. Uh, <laughs> He killed Zara. Then I was on next, and I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> like, and they thanked me at the end of your set. Yeah, yeah. I got. I still got a shout out after your set. So, yeah. Uh, as it was just, it's just because it was a shitty room. It, like the cocaine guy from Las Vegas was like, "Oh my god, if you're ever in town, man, I'm gonna put you on a show in front of 120 people, man, motherfucker!" Like he was. His whole set was about doing cocaine. And driving a truck and having children and um, Adderall and cocaine and just Dane Cook shaking and jittering. And the guy uh, seemed a little. I remember I was outside. <laughs> I just looked through and I saw him like on the ground, like shaking around on the ground, like, yeah. like you, doing the worm or something. He like started that. talking and you're like, I can't watch. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. You like, um, yeah. Away. Just, I, I gave him like 30 seconds before I was like, Oof, yeah, I can't <laughs> yeah. take that anymore. I'm so glad you don't live here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, if I had to watch that every single fucking night. <laughs> oh, my God. Mm. So, you know. I was uh, trying to video it. Like, I was trying to pull up my phone and video it. And my phone was, like, fucking giving me a problem or whatever. Just to, like, video, like, the fucking reaction and shit like that. I was going to post it on Facebook. Oh, yeah. That would have been cool. Drew Hallway sent me, like, a, a picture of me on stage looking real ugly. And uh, just to bring me down a notch. Uh, yeah. Just, just because uh, you think you had a good set, but you don't realize how ugly you looked. And uh, when Drew Holloway took your picture, uh, is do you believe in that? That like, if somebody takes your picture, then the way they take your picture is the way they see you. And it's like the way that I draw somebody. If I try to draw somebody, it winds up looking like a self portrait. And if I and if I take somebody's picture. I see myself through them. I don't know if that's real, but I've never heard that theory. <laughs> it's a personal theory. Yeah. Oh, oh that's your own thing. Okay. Yeah. The, like, the, like if somebody, I, is this something I should like know about. If somebody likes the way I look, then I'll look good in the picture they take of me. Uh huh. But if somebody uh, doesn't like the way I look or wants me to look ugly, they can figure out a way to make the picture. Uh, they can point the camera and, and find a way to snap click when i'm 
oh, at yeah. my ugliest when when my face is contorted or I, I always feel like when i'm I, I hate any photo of me when i'm drunk when i'm drunk i mm. look terrible <laughs> i feel like you know what i mean that's, that's a good rule yeah i'm like please don't post any of that shit yeah that birthday picture was pretty funny last year you had a big birthday party had everybody come and celebrate grady's birthday and uh and there you went to three different bars started drinking at noon and then by uh neil's bar time there were like there was like a big uh group photo of 12 people all hanging out for grady's birthday and you were just sort of slumped in the middle i was passed out i was yeah. like literally <laughs> it, was, it was pretty literally funny. passed out drunk yeah it was it was very funny <laughs> <laughs> actually what happened that night uh victor got me an uber home and i i don't remember this obviously and but uh uber dropped me off in my place or whatever and then that uber just kept the kept like the tab going and drove like all the way out to like spring texas and shit like that and victor got like a hundred plus dollar like uber like fucking. oh i'm glad it was only victor's money yeah i mean he ended up like have he ended up having like contact uber and everything like that you know to like get it situated yeah have you ever oh i've had that where somebody misses the turn on the highway and then it's forty dollars more than it's supposed to be and i'm in the back of the uber going no yeah <laughs> and then the person's like i don't i'm like like doesn't know what he did wrong and Oh, I'm, I miss being a, I don't miss being a cab driver. I was about to say I missed it, but I don't. I don't miss um, any kind of work. I don't miss, uh, I don't miss. Did you get miss, robbed? What? You driving robbed? a cab? Um, A couple times I was almost robbed. Once a guy did, uh, was robbing me, but then I just, because I was driving, I stepped on the accelerator and, and just acted crazier than him. Yeah. And I just drove as fast as I could to a Walmart and then drove and then like was like Dukes of Hazard flying over the speed bumps over onto the parking lot and into the parking lot in front of the front doors. And then I was like, get out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a war veteran, fucker. You can't scare me. (laughs) And it worked. (laughs) Yeah. Like I got out. And then I was like, I was at my most manliest. Yeah. That was me at my manliest. And, um, that's fucking awesome yeah i felt like a real hero i felt but um <laughs> got, got, oh but if i would have been i don't know i would have been sh- shot I, they back in the 2000s when i was driving a taxi there was a, a lot of the drivers used to carry guns you know and but i never carried a gun because i didn't want to have it used on me which i knew would happen because it like like this one old lady was a cab driver and she got in a shootout at a crack house. Oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah, and I was in a lot of situations where if I would have gotten scared, I would have escalated it, and, and then I would have been shooting people, and then uh, nobody wants that. And yeah, uh, that's part of the reason why I don't. I mean, part of the reason why I don't like I would never own a gun is because for that reason I get fucking road rage yeah. all the time. Yeah. Like I don't know why. Yeah, I'm you seem to, like the mellowest guy, too. I am. I am in every other instance except for when I'm behind the wheel of a car. Like, I'm completely chill. There's something about, like, when I start driving, it's like it just, like, all, like, comes up to my chin. It's just like, fucking move. Like, turn right. Like, like I just get, like, amped up. And I'm never even going anywhere important. You know what I mean? Like, like Yeah, like, you're I don't not know, doing anything that special. Like, yeah. I don't know why I'm in such a rush. And I just feel like if I had a gun, I wouldn't, I don't think I would shoot anyone, but like, I would want to just go up and like fucking show them that I have a gun. You know what I mean? To like the car. 
yeah. or whatever, and which is you know that's not. That's what if you got so angry now. you shot yourself? That'd be like uh, yeah, yeah you cut me off and then you pull up to them and you're like motherfucker and you shoot yourself in the head. Yeah, <laughs> like, that would show them. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's how I would do it. I don't know if I, you you get. I would get. Um, you know, I I don't think I would. I I had access to guns. I always thought that if I had a gun, I would kill myself. But then when I was in the army, I had access to guns, and I never did it. I, I, I was just as afraid to kill myself when I could easily do it as I was all the time. Um, yeah. Yeah. My cat wants to drink your water. Grady's drinking water out of a wine glass. I know. It's, it's the only glass I have because Marae Dickinson left all of her um, glassware. Well, only the wine glasses. Oh, and, yeah? Yeah. So, <laughs> and none so, of the other And that ones? was like three years ago. I've been living, uh, I've never got bothered to go out and get... Uh, wine or regular glasses i have like one cup yeah and um i i I've, uh, I just is it bad that i just drink beer i was asking grady instead of um but i don't know i would drink beer all the time mm-hmm. yeah fuck it yeah i remember um um yeah that's right Maraid used to live here yeah yeah I, I remember uh one time it was a Monday. You know, we'd all go to, like, Cecil's on Mondays. You know what I mean? That would be, like, our hangout spot. I love Cecil's. I don't know if that's ever coming back. I don't mm-hmm. know. but And then I was playing pool. I, I loved playing pool at Cecil's, but I was terrible at it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just never got good at it, even though I played all the time. And then Maraid, uh was in town. So I was like, hey, let's go play pool at Cecil's. And she's like, all right. She's like, I've never played pool in my entire life. And I'm like, perfect. Like, I can beat you. You know? Yeah, and then you Tired of fucking win. losing everybody. <laughs> And then, um, and then I remember like I broke and then she goes up and like, she just tries to hit like whatever, one of the solids with the stick. Like she didn't know you're supposed to hit the cue ball first or whatever. Yeah. So she's like, tried to go, I was like, oh no, you have to like hit the cue ball first or whatever. She's like, oh, okay. And then we play and I still lost. Yeah. I still, <laughs> I lost like three balls or something like that. I'm like that. I'm like, I'm fucking this bad at goddamn pool, you know? Yeah. I lost like three times in a row chess. This one guy brought a chess board to a bar. And then I I was always holding court at that bar. I was like the funniest guy in the bar. I was always calling him a loser. And then I then he played chess and beat me consistently. And I was like, this isn't fun anymore. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't like losing its intellectual uh, feats of strength. Yeah, kisses. It's like um when Siri with that secret got a secret group got a ping pong table, like the first couple weeks that they got it. I would play and I like and I dominated everyone. Like I won every single oh, fucking time. But then everybody caught up. Yeah, because they were playing all the time. It's yeah. it's there and like they're working there and then like it was all the time and then like I would play someone and just get the shit beat out of me and I was like, well, this isn't mm. fun anymore now. Yeah, <laughs> now that everyone's beating me. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Like what happened with this one guy that would start bringing his chessboard over? I hadn't played a game of chess in like ten years and then I beat him three times in a row one day and I was like top dog. I was hell yeah. And then he went and read a book on how to play chess and came back and destroyed me. Yeah. And I'm like, you're not supposed to know strategies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'm supposed to. I hate you. Uh, but I, I should get. I heard. I read a book a long time ago. Um, it was like, uh, when I was nine years old. It was something about Cooperstown. A kid wanted to go to Cooperstown to see the Baseball Hall of Fame. Yeah. But his dad wouldn't let him go unless he beat him at chess once. And, oh wow! And then, um, and then the the advice that the uh, he, 
the the best advice he got to beat his dad. Sit on your hands. What was that? Oh, that sounded like some sort of like uh, yeah. like sounded motorbike. Like a sounded like a spaceship. Yeah, it, it, it sounded like one of those like uh, yeah. race bikes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Did you take the headphones off because the uh, sound is so bad on them? Oh, I never even put them on. Oh, well, that's fine. I don't think it's important to wear them. I, I, sometimes I don't even wear the headphones. I don't know. Let's let's keep this part in the podcast. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this part. Wait, oh. his advice was to sit on your his sit head. on your, sit on your hands. How does that? What does that help with? Um, don't make impulsive choices when when you. So it makes you think before you do oh, something. Oh, okay. That's yeah, gonna yeah, fuck yeah. you up. Like it makes you uh, aware of all the you know. But. It, but I really hate playing chess against people who take forty years to make a move. So, oh, but uh, <laughs> yeah. do you play chess? I've never played chess in my life. I don't oh. know how. I feel I, I feel like I should learn how to do that. Like oh. I feel like it's an adult thing as to learn how to play chess. Oh, my brother taught me when I was little. My, yeah, my, uh, my big brother, my brother Scott, who's thirteen years older than me. Well, I think it'd be good. I think it's good to learn how to play chess. I think it it probably activates the brain. Like <laughs> it gets it going, flowing in like a in a good way. Yeah, or like uh, I think uh, all sorts of. Uh, it's it's what is oh god, what having a cat, drawing a picture, yeah. doing stand up, you know, listening to music, uh, playing chess, ping pong. Well, I feel like now that I'm, like I'm not in school, so I'm not actively like working my brain and everything like that. Like I can get like intellectually lazy, yeah. <laughs> you know. So it might be like good to just like kind of flex those muscles or whatever yeah just so you don't like you know become stupid mm. what if you i mean being stupid isn't the worst thing that can happen to a person what's worse than being stupid i think like being a, being a bastard i don't know just being a malicious jerk and, and like, uh, like cruelty as long as you don't lapse into cruelty then you can be stupid but yeah yeah oh yeah if you're stupid and a bad person yeah that's a terrible combination you yeah know? so so, so you, there, the pressure's on to um to at least be a little smart if you're a bad person like to, to yeah, 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 yeah 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 like just to keep the like your brain going think, and flowing if you're if you're a terrible man <laughs> yeah and and you will and you can just get along through life uh if you're smart enough, you can get along through life without ever really being a good person. You know, yeah. there are the there are the two kinds of intelligence. There's like the the intelligence that's good at manipulating situations and um, exploiting areas where you can uh, make money or or, or like a, a assert dominance. There's the people who are smart going about like uh, winning and 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 then there's the smart that's like the useless smart where you're like you're just back in the corner reading books and then but then like helpless when it comes to living life. Oh yeah yeah but you you just have you just have an, a a ton of information. Yeah. You know what I mean that you've accumulated and everything but you really no way to apply it or use it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm all, I I think I would be content being useless smart but um but I, but I really wanna, I just wanna have a little bit of control and security and uh, respect. Like I, I, 
how how important is that to you to be respected? Like, I mean, at least in a comedy sense, I definitely want to be respected by other comics or my peers for sure. I definitely want to be respected. Yeah, it, like like I I want it. Uh, outside of comedy though, like I don't give a fuck about that shit mm. or whatever. Yeah. You, you like like you ever be around someone in just social situations where like. I feel like they're constantly trying to like demand and like control the room and shit like that. And you're just like, God, this is fucking exhausting to be around. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, I think that's most social situations for me. I, I'm, I'm just completely, uh, unable to be what other people want me to be. And then I like that. I have the freedom with stand up to be this person that nobody's expecting me to be, or at least to have this character or this personality. That's like where I, I can be this wildly, you know, this huge liar or this, you know, this like silly person or, or just like this angry guy who just, you know, I don't, I don't know why I always find myself bringing up trauma on stage and, and <laughs> talking about like, uh, well, when I was in Iraq and I saw this kid get killed by a concrete block who, you know, and then, uh, like I, I, I did used to do a bit about being deployed in Iraq as a U.S. Army soldier and, uh, doing guard duty. And one of the other soldiers, uh, that I was with was like the funny guy. And, uh, everybody thought he was like really funny. He wore like sunglasses, like Maverick from Top Gun. Yeah. He had the swagger attitude. And he was like, what do you think would happen if I throw this MRE over the wire? Like, there's, like, a concertina wire separating the soldiers guarding what area we were guarding and and, and the children who are all hungry and, and uh, asking for money or food or $1, George Bush. They would ask for, you know, anything, they, whatever English they could speak, they would say it just to impress us. And he was like, what would happen if I threw one of these MREs at, the, at, at that bunch of kids? And we're all like, Duh. And he did it. Mm-hmm. And then this, like, atrocious, like, it's probably the most horrific thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. There's a bunch of kids fighting over a bag of food. One kid resting the food away from another kid. And then that kid getting so mad that he picked up a concrete block and then threw it as hard as he could at the other kid's chest. And I heard this, like, crack, like a thunk, like, and then the kid going, Ugh. And that kid fell down, and then the the kid who threw the concrete block like just picked up the bag, and then nobody fucked with him, and he just like ate it, and we were all just watching him eat this food, like in in a circle, and it was like, good one, Pearson. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> good one, Pearson. Oh my god! <laughs> Did you, you used to do that on stage? Yeah. <laughs> it was a little polarizing. Yeah. <laughs> but if that if people don't laugh at that, yeah. God, that is the worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that's like that is uh that is horrific and hilarious like that it oh wow yeah that, pearson's that, a fake name that's not the real person's name but Pier, but pearson is a funny name to say in that moment like that's a funny punchline name which is important in comedy like, i feel like name choice is important or whatever to pick like the yeah. funny name also 
Wow, they had that 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 drums up a lot of emotions. <laughs> <laughs> that bit for sure. Yeah. I think I did that bit. And I'm going to say, you know what? I've had a lot of uh and she's never going to hear the podcast. I've had a lot of like angst and feelings about a certain uh, person who runs the Rudd's Open Mic uh, over years and years. And I'm like, she never let me host. I did that bit when I was hosting. Yeah. Nobody laughed. Uh-huh. And then I was stuck introducing people all night. And then I didn't, get host, I didn't get to host for like another six years. But so, you know, maybe maybe it's good to not uh, introduce a show with, uh, so I saw a kid die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh wow <laughs> i mean yeah it, it, it's an intense bit for sure <laughs> i think a certain kind of person is gonna really laugh at it yeah uh that type of person is me <laughs> <laughs> but it is it is like in this weird way you do feel guilty about it you know you're like holy shit that's fucking crazy but i, I, remember, I heard jim jeffries doing a bit about that or not, not about that, but about like he was doing like shows in Iraq or whatever. Yeah. And on the chop or whatever, the guy just like had a machine gun, just randomly decided to like shoot and like kill a random. I mean, the guy was shooting at the chopper. Yeah. But there's no way the bullet's gonna get. Uh huh. You know, they're, they're in no threat at all or whatever. And then Jim goes like, uh, "Do our bullets reach him?" And the guy goes, "Oh yeah, look." And just like and killed him. He's like, "Oh, I didn't want you to." fucking kill the guy <laughs> <laughs> like oh shit like, he's like did i just order a fucking kill? you know what i mean like oh yeah that's everybody remembers that movie full metal jacket for the basic training part of the movie which is probably the better part of the movie but there is that horrific part oh yeah it, where they're it in the fucking intense. we're in the helicopter and he's yeah. like where we're like uh where the, oh i know this the line. guys what is it um about like women and children where he's just like Oh, what was yeah. the line about yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. killing goes, women and children? He goes, um, some, he goes, yeah, I, I, I'm blanking on it too. It's like, how do you shoot women and ch- children? It's like you lead them less or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. Like, uh, yeah, so, yeah, you uh, because they run slower, so you, so yeah, you, you, you lead so them you, less. Yeah, yeah, that is right. Oh yeah, the that that part of the movie always gets it was so boring. But when I was when I watched it when we were deployed in Iraq, we watched Full Metal Jacket, and it felt the second half of the movie felt more like actually being in the army than the first half of the movie with the drill sergeant screaming and yeah. Even though the first part of the movie is a lot more entertaining, it is weird because that's two <laughs> movies. Like they, yeah, they just combined in two movies. You know what I mean? And it's different source material too. The second half of the movie is based on the Michael Hare uh, journalism uh, dispatches. And, yeah and then the first half of the movie is just like a totally different story yeah and um wow well, that's kubrick right yeah. yeah yeah favorite kubrick movie probably the shining and i don't know i like eyes wide shut a lot that's like a dark i actually never not, saw a lot, a lot of people don't shut. like it but i love that movie it's uh hmm. yeah i could probably watch it sometime i'm a uh. clockwork Orange guy. <laughs> yeah. I like when she gets killed by the huge dick. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I, yeah, I, I saw Clockwork Orange when I was like thirteen or fourteen. I might be like, that was a lot. That was fucking intense as shit. 
Uh, uh, Barry Lyndon is also a, I, I I like Barry Lyndon even though it's long and slow, and it's all about uh, a piece of shit guy played by Ryan O'Neill who um is is the most unlikable character of, of any kind of film I've ever seen. Yeah, he's just like selfish and cruel and at every step he makes the wrong choice yeah and and he just keeps you know falling into wealth and oh wow <laughs> it's like oh. yeah um yeah i like that movie a lot even though it's all, all the cooper's movies you kind of leave the theater going like jesus you know like you kind of like <laughs> leave kind of going like but you you don't necessarily feel good about it <laughs> you yeah know? it's yeah. good like it's not it's good but it's like it always kind of leaves you with that fucking feeling in your stomach yeah like, I don't think comedy that can't take that sort of reality into its uh, – like, I don't think comedy should just be like uh, like confetti thrown to cover up that type of reality. It should encompass the all of the deep sadness and cynicism of a Stanley Kubrick movie sure. in order to be yeah. the funniest, in order to really reach a deep part. Of, yeah. You know. But then there's – Well, especially if you can like – take someone in like a really uncomfortable place that they don't feel safe with and then, and then get laughs out of that i mean it's like a real growing experience you know yeah. what i mean yeah but that's the type of thing that just doesn't that that's the thing that feels the worst when it doesn't work is yeah when you're like oh and i was trying so hard to say something amazing yeah and it just fell totally flat yeah, yeah so yes yeah, so sometimes when you do have like a complicated idea or something like that and you're like you can tell it's completely missing on the audience one hundred percent. You're just like Alright, I'll tell a joke about yeah. shitting or something. Then <laughs> <laughs> that murders, you know, and you're like, it's like oh, God damn it. You know, like it, it, it's always the, the the bits that I'm most excited about and most proud of, you know what I mean? Those are always the hardest ones to get to work. They're always the ones that like struggle the most or whatever. Yeah, it's the triple axle of jokes with in figure skating terms. Where yeah. you're anything that you do, any false move fucks the whole thing up and then it all yeah. crashes down and nothing works. Yeah, you, you have to like really fucking nail it. <laughs> you know. Um, and you have to nail it every fucking night too. You know what I mean? Every time you do it, yeah, it's a high wire act, you know. Some things that require like such misdirection and all these components of. Uh... I love Chris Fairbanks is one of my favorite comedians. He does, and I can't mimic how he does it, but he does all these bits that make it seem like he fucked up the wording or slurred the speech, but it's all like a five-minute pirouette. Of, oh, really? Uh, it comes back, and and what you think is like, Chambles chunky. Chunky Chamble, like he, there's like a Chamble's Chunky Campbell Soup, like bit that he does, or like, or he'll start singing like reggae music to cover up mistakes, and he keeps fucking up and fucking up further and further, and everything that he fucks up turns out to be like by design, which is what is? It? I want to see this. Is oh, it... he's he's just a. I, I think he has an album out. He he just came out with. An I album. know who Chris Fairbanks is. I just I've, I've never seen this thing before. Oh, yeah. that's that's one of his signature things that he does. It's just like, yeah. oh, he looks like he's so totally flailing up there, and nobody's ever f- fucked up that badly. And it's like he can't even talk. Yeah. But ah, uh, he wrote it all out, and it's obvious by the end. And you're laughing at how he tricked you into thinking that he was stupid. I like that kind of thing. Yeah. Look. 
He was, he was, who's a, who's the coolest comedian you ever worked with at the joke joint? <laughs> oh, at the joke joint? Um, uh, probably Nick Guerra. Oh yeah. That guy, uh, the long hair. Yeah. Yeah. He came to Rudyard's too. Uh, like Dusty opened for him at, um, at the improv. And then he was nice enough to stop by Rudyard's and do like a 20 minute set one Christmas or something. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, he's from like Dallas, I think, or something like that. But yeah, that was a really good weekend. I remember that was me, uh, Victor Tran, and then um, Nick Garrett closed out the show. Yeah. And then after the show, I think we took him out to uh, Secret Group. He went to Secret Group like all three nights and shit like that and like hung out and mm. stuff like that and did sets or whatever. But yeah, he was. And then, um, yeah, yeah that, that was probably the best one. Yeah. And then uh, I there was one of the comedians I liked the most who I I was on the show with who didn't give me the time of day but was this uh, Ben Washburn I think is his name but he had a weird first name B E N G T or something yeah but he was I don't know I don't remember anything about his act but I thought he was so funny and I was like that was so funny and he was like oh and then I never talked to him again. Yeah. And he wouldn't accept my friend request on Facebook. And maybe he's never going to hear this podcast and I probably got his name wrong. I remember <laughs> I did a show with Joe Mackey once there. Uh who Joe Mackey's fucking hilarious. He's, he's do, do, do you know Joe Mackey? Does he ever kind of a yeah. like this? Yeah, 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 yeah. This guy. Yeah. Uh, come on, gang. Yeah, he does that thing. Uh but he he's a fucking phenomenal comedian. Like he's very good. Uh but I, I remember that that's when they had the joke joint. They moved it to that other room at the very end. Remember that they had this, where they had uh, that other building where they had two different rooms. Yeah. And they had a uh, in our room. They obviously we had the stand up show, and then in the other room they had a uh, uh, a burlesque show going on. That is, it's the loudest show of all time. You know what oh, I mean? And it's there's interrupting like, the stand up show. Loud music and like horns yeah. going off and like people yelling and cheering and like. While you're on stage, you can just hear it the whole time. You can like it's bleeding yeah, all the way. Yeah, the two rooms weren't room. very well separated. Yeah, like, I mean they were, but yeah, you, you like could not... hear it. And, and I remember, uh, Joe was furious. He was like <laughs> fucking pissed and everything. And then like, uh, uh, yeah, he 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 just wanted to go straight to his hotel room. And <laughs> oh. You could tell he was really upset about it. Yeah, I like. Uh, but he killed. He still had a fucking yeah. great set. But he was like super critical about it. I had so much optimism for comedy when I started. I thought just be, like I think my first year of stand up, I won a contest, and I thought I was on the rocket ship to fucking fame. And I was like, this is gonna be so awesome. And I, I thought like just things were falling into place and everything was just gonna just keep happening. And uh, and it's it's not been and and I'm and I'm not. I'm not anywhere, uh, but like, but I still love doing it. But I, it's, it's just it. When you first start, you think it, it's going to, like, just the feeling of doing well the first time, or um, having like some sort of local respect, builds yeah. you up so much that you think that you're unstoppable and you know um, omnipotent, and it like you know you're gonna be famous by the end of next year oh 100 percent. like that <laughs> happened to me 100 percent. like because yeah like a year and a half in i won the funniest in texas contest and then i got but even before that i was getting like a lot of like affirmation by comics in the scene especially after that too like kind of a lot of like 
like uh, all the best comedians in the scene like show me like a lot of respect and everything <laughs> you know what i mean and immediately like getting to like do a whole bunch of shows and like headline shows and like work the clubs you know what i mean at the improv and addison and lol and like you know and like yeah like i i i definitely thought like oh it's all gonna happen for me and it's all gonna happen pretty soon like within i i thought yeah like within the next year like i'll be on comedy central yeah. most likely i'll do jfl you know what i mean like like i remember i went and did a festival out in la called what was it called the west side stand-up showdown that was another contest and i think i did it like three or four months after i just won the funniest in texas contest and i remember going up there and it was the first time i was going to perform in front of industry like they had comedy central executives there they had agents there managers people from jfl they had like casting directors like they had like all these like industry there and it was a contest and i remember like before the contest like they um they had us like all meet and like all these different people like jeff singer from jfl and all these comedy central people and everything and these managers and agents would like talk to us and everything like that and i i remember like sitting there in the crowd or whatever and again I'm, I'm less than two years in at this point i'm literally like you know less than two years into comedy and i'm sitting there going like they don't even know that like they're in the presence of a star <laughs> like i remember <laughs> thinking that shit you know what i mean like they don't even know that i'm here yet you know what i mean like 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 i, I remember just thinking like i'm gonna I, I just assumed i was gonna dominate that competition too you know what i mean and when that and i didn't i had a really piss poor set uh the way it works is it's three different nights for the first round and two shows each night and i was on the second show of the last night and they don't change out the audience from first show to second show. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. So most of the audience had already left from the first show to second show. So there's like probably 12, 15 people. And now I was second to last on the second show. They had sat through like four and a half hours of comedy. Oh. <laughs> and I go up. Oh, and I, nothing you say is going to surprise them. No, the, yeah. the, the six guys before me bombed and shit like that. You know what I mean? And then I go up there and I bomb. And it was just like such like a bring brought back down to earth fucking mentality or whatever oh. uh and i was like oh shit and the it, only people watching were like the comedy judges from yeah jfl and, and, and here, here's, the only here's people the, watching here, like, here's what was a flawed thing about that contest too is they didn't do it where it's like two people advance from each show they just had scorecards and the people with the highest scores from uh all the sh like all the shows combined would advance or whatever but they had different judges for each show. So some people judge more harshly than others. Mm -hmm. So literally no one from my show advanced. Eh. No one from my show advanced. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So it was like, it was kind of this kind of kooky little thing or whatever. But I remember like, I remember having that thought 100% of like, especially after one of the contests or whatever, being like, oh yeah, like I'm about to like be the next dude. I am who going gets to explode. Central. Eh. um i'll probably have a netflix special i mean snl will probably want me too you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> like just i had like all these... i mean it's not an unreasonable thought because we have seen people in the local texas scene go on to snl and jfl and comedy central spots like chris tellez and avery moore and Andrew yeah dismukes have all done things like that what you're talking about and, yeah um i i thought it was my turn i thought yes. i was i thought i was right in line i thought yeah. i was just gonna shoot on yeah. through there and it just didn't happen at all and then 
essentially nothing has happened for me in the last three years. Like, I mean, I've gotten a lot better as a comedian, but if anything, I get booked less by the clubs now and shit like that. Like I, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, no, I think no. Part of it was that you're only like 21 at the time, or you're only 25 now. Yeah, and you were like, everybody was like, "Whoa, this kid is so precocious." What does so precocious mean? Pretty brilliant. Be- uh, uh, like, yeah, yeah. He's smarter than his years. He's like, you know, smarter than a kid that young has a right to be. And uh, and and they, you had this like boyishness and the innocence, which is kind of wearing off now. Cause you're, you're growing into a 20, you're growing, you're a full grown man now. Yeah. Yeah. People yeah. don't look at you as like, Oh man, I got to protect that kid. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I was, I, yeah, I was definitely a boy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I was definitely a boy when I, I, I've, I've grown a lot as a person since then. And, and I've just aged physically too. Like I look a lot fucking different than, oh. you know, than I do now, you know, but like, um, I, I feel like I've been, my aging is like accelerated i feel like in the last like year or two and i'm just like no can't stop it it's just like everything falls apart when you're 40 yeah and i keep working out you know i've been working out like for a year and a half i was working out five times a week i'm down to three times a week but it was just so crazy like i'm just so scared to stop working out because i feel like i'm just gonna explode like a can of biscuits when you open it yeah (laughs) just the second i stop Right. And, um, I don't know. It's like I never had to try so hard to get so little return on the physical. Uh, I was like, I was always just kind of like, I can eat whatever I want and drink all the time and fucking be a mess. Yeah, and it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but not anymore. Yeah, I got. And these days, I got to start paying attention to what I eat, which is all crap. Like these fancy cashews, they're not good for you. Cashews aren't bad for you. Nut, nut, they're very salty. Nut, nut, nuts are decent. Mm. Um. Just because it's fancy doesn't mean it's good for you. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I think it's I think it's carbs that fuck you up the most or whatever. Carbs, Car- carbs and sugar. I think is like that. Those are the two things that are mm. like pasta. That's what I like. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I love carbs more than anything in the fucking world or whatever. Mm. Oh god. Yeah, I, I, I remember after bombing at that fucking contest or whatever. Like I, I like I, I was so. Co- the thought of me not – it didn't even cross my mind that I might not win the contest. <laughs> like, I just <laughs> thought it was such a for certain thing or whatever. Yeah. And I remember going to the show before me or one of the shows and, like, watching. And and the comics were so fucking good. Like, they were really good. And I, a lot of them, like, I, I later saw – like, I was looking them up and I was like, oh, like, all these people have already, like, been on television – and then, like, I saw a lot of them, like, later on went on and, like, did, like, late night sets and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. I was like, oh, these people have been doing it for seven years. And, like, they're a lot better than me. <laughs> oh. God. I felt so good about doing well tonight just because the guy before me did well. And he, he'd been up for – he'd been only going up, like, it was probably – he was like, this is the most laughs I've ever gotten guy before me oh yeah and he was doing all these jokes that were like oh god he's doing jokes that are just like my jokes oh really and i was like oh no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do worse than him after yeah. almost nine years of going on stage so so i i had something to prove tonight yeah you fucking <laughs> murdered <laughs> but, uh, you remember, I, I wish it, i could do that every time but 
Yeah, I, I actually struggled following you. <laughs> I didn't have that good of a set, <laughs> you know. But it's just a crap. I'm, but I'm so sick of proving myself in front of the same bad rooms. And it's just, I think it's, it's not, I'm not, I don't know when it's going to be feasible to go on tour or actually, like, think about committing to stand up like like it's a real job like 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 going out and um trying to get booked all over the country and having an act that is uh something that you know puts people into seats um yeah i'm hoping investing in doing this podcast as much as possible will get a fan base but i'm only getting like five listeners an episode or something (laughs) (laughs) maybe a little more than that but like it's not it's not like making a huge sensation in the world but it's still fun to do, and I and maybe it's maybe you just gotta accept that like uh, the work you're doing, if you enjoy doing it on the local level, you know, once you're an expert at, at like which, uh, yeah, I mean, I I I still have like I still have like expectations of grandeur or whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I I I still think it's like. Oh, like I could be a comedian like John Mulaney or Bill Burr. Yeah, <laughs> that's what like I that. think too. <laughs> like, I got yeah. fired from a job for thinking that. I was yeah, like, I was booked on a show with one of my favorite comedians. Is uh, I was on a show with Johnny Pemberton and Josh Fadum, and 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 the night I was told that I was going to be on that show, I just couldn't sleep all night. I was so excited. I just thought like being on a show with them would make me as good as them. Yeah. And so then I went into work like an hour late the next day. And I, I was a total asshole, like, and I, and I think I fucked up a bunch of things, and then I got fired, and uh, and I was like, "Fuck this! I'm a comedian now, because because I'm on this show in a month, and nothing followed. I just did a show, and nothing followed, right? <laughs> and then it just and it just became like, and then I really, I wish I wouldn't have lost that job. Yeah, <laughs> just, like, at the coffee shop, it was a nice job. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know, like, I mean, I think, I think it's about, well, I I think stand-up comedy is a little weird in that I think, I think in most things in life, if you're talented at it, you have like a little bit of talent and then you work really hard, you can pretty much achieve like a decent level of success. But I don't think comedy is one of those things. Yeah, I think you have to have talent. I think you have to work really hard, and then you have to get lucky. You have to be amazing and lucky. Yeah, but then it's one of those things where it's worth it to just be amazing, or it's worth it to have. Yeah, a skill that you know. I I, I, I would lo- I definitely want to be further along in my career, but I still. I'm I'm going to continue to do stand up. Like I don't think yeah. I'm ever gonna stop because it just gives me so much fucking fulfillment and joy and everything yeah, like yeah. that. And I think I'm fucking good at it. So. And I like all the people in the scene usually, except for those fucking weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> There's always, I I even like the weirdos though a little bit. I mean I like them in doses. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> I, I like I, I like to uh, I like to talk to the weirdos for a little bit. You know, and it's like okay. Yeah. That. <laughs> I, li- I like seeing the new people first get exposed to the weirdos that's funny oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like... and and try to like <laughs> and try to like take them in of like is it what like what oh i had a perfect scenario um i was at i was at rudyard's this monday and i was i was talking to this girl uh who was who's from out of town or whatever we're talking to her and then this this other person came who is 
a lunatic mm-hmm. and she comes and sits down with us and immediately uh she starts talking about how she th- i'm not even joking about it. she starts talking about how she thinks ted cruz is out to kill her ex-boyfriends and everything like that. and then she starts talking about how the uh the mormons have captured her and took her to like an underground um uh took her down an underground like torture camp and everything like that and like starts to explain how like yeah like these the mormons kidnapped me and took me to an underground and she's not joking around like she's just out of her fucking mind i mean maybe the mormons did some weird stuff but did she kill that night uh no she she, didn't go up she she didn't go yeah yeah but But the girlfriend out of town was like looked at and like uh like she messaged me she's like is this like a fucking bit like what's going on like no like that's she that she She was a comedy fan or what was she doing there i'll I'll, I'll I'll message you who who it was, oh, or whatever. Oh, okay. so you, so you, you don't have to guess, but it's it's someone that's known around the comedy scene for oh, sure. Okay, all right, yeah. Um, but so she, yeah, and 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 then she went on to ask if we knew any like people in the navy because she wants to get like a uh, fleet of submarines to go and like attack this one country like like legitimately like just so mm. fucking gone do you think she had taken salvia and was in some sort of alternate reality that uh, nobody else could understand i think and she thought that i like, think she's like legitimately like needs medication yeah. and like needs help like mental help or whatever like i think she had like a psychotic break or some shit like yeah. that i i wonder about psychotic breaks i got like uh I I had to work out today because I had this dream that somebody was telling me that my face had fallen off or that like the one half of my face was not symmetrical anymore and it had just kind of melted and been smushed like a cookie dough like you put yeah. your thumb on it and I didn't want it and they're like it's because your heart is going to explode and I woke up thinking oh my god I've, I've got heart problems and I'm going to die and and then I just woke up and I just started doing push-ups and stuff but like, because I was so scared by my dream, and I'm like, that's probably what a psychotic break is—is is where you have a bad dream and then you don't think you're awake, or you think that you're still dreaming, and you're acting like your real life is a dream. I fucking uh, that shit scares me more than anything. Like when you see someone, like a homeless guy or whatever, and like yeah. he just like ranting about fucking nonsense or whatever and he's just like wandering and everything like that and you just go like oh my god like there's no hope for that (laughs) like what are you gonna do take him to a hospital you know what i mean like there's nothing you can fucking do you're like that's just like a hopeless person you know what i mean it's like fucking sad you you ever seen anybody like on ambien who doesn't realize that they're awake or like an ambien blackout I don't believe I've ever encountered anybody. Oh. You know, I know what they are. I know what ambient blackouts are. I don't think I've ever mm-hmm. encountered someone. But you know, you, it's funny you mentioned dreams. I, I I've been in like uh, I don't know if night terrors are the right word or whatever. But like I've met for the first time like recently, or whatever. And I I don't know if it's if if because I haven't been drinking or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm. Still if, if, if if that's has anything tied in with it, but I don't know if night because I I just wake up like. In a jolt and a fear, and have this intense feeling that someone's in in the room watching me, like someone mm-hmm. else is in the fucking room and everything like that. And I turn the lights on, no, no one's there, or whatever. I'm like, what the fuck is that? You know oh. what I mean? Like I've really, 
have this like sit and like and it, and it fucking wakes me up in like a jolt you know yeah i i used I to know. have that when i was a little kid i used to think there were people in the walls watching yeah i used to i used to always try to uh find the secret latch or the you know the compartment where the people in the walls would watch that was, yeah. that was my my terror when i was like five i used to think that like yeah i'm getting it at 25 <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it had, it had me like four or five times in one week or whatever and, it, and, it, and then i i haven't been able to like fall asleep or whatever like i'm like literally like, i'm looking at it's like five in the morning i can't fucking go to sleep or whatever i've just been i've been laying in bed for five hours wanting to go to sleep and i can't fucking do it you know I'm like, what the hell is yeah. this about? You know? Yeah, that's that's when I uh, I turn on a little podcast and I just that voices people talking uh, that puts me right to sleep. Yeah, and I, bet, just, I bet that's what I bet I bet just us talking someday maybe I can fulfill that for somebody and then they can hear us talk and it'll invade their dream. That's what I do. I I listen yeah. to podcasts. I listen to, like sports talk or something yeah. like that to like try to put me to sleep or something. But I I I've, I've never had problems sleeping before until like I don't know like a month ago. Oh, I've always had problems sleeping. I think it's been the the thing that's you know I I I always had to do classes after eleven or noon when I was in college. Yeah, and I I couldn't go to college until I was like twenty eight, just because I I I, I well. I for I was forced to be a morning person in the army, but it was really difficult, and I think that's why I was such a bad soldier because I looked high all the time because I can't wake up at five in the morning and function like anybody else. Or after three hours of sleep, I'm just like, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just a weak little man. But, <laughs> but like, I'm a weak I, little man, but I hate waking up. I hate it so much, and I need eight hours every day. Yeah, and I refuse to live. I I I I just love nighttime. I don't like daytime in Houston daytime summer fuck that i like the night me too i'm a night. I, 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 we do comedy of course yeah. we like the night the night <laughs> yeah. that's that's where we go and fuck around that, that, mm-hmm. that that's what we mingle and you know do shit or whatever like staying up all night drinking coffee yeah reading books you know i i used to um i used to drive my car i used to hate being at my house when i was 16 and i and i got a car and i would on a daily basis i would drive to the dunkin donuts to do all my homework and i would read a lot and and i would just stay at the dunkin donuts for like five straight hours until like three in the morning sometimes when i was 16 and then i'd wake up at seven in the morning to go to school but i was i was like i was always but i just hated being at home i fought with my brother so much there were times when i would just run away from i would i i got caught sleeping at school because i i didn't want to go home and fight with my brother again yeah <laughs> um and i and i had to uh explain why I, I i wanted to sleep next to my locker instead of because i i don't know i don't know how i figured out how to get into the school there was like a secret way that i knew about but like then i got caught by a janitor and then i had to explain it to my family and then um and i i spent my senior year i, I spent like four out of five days a week sleeping over at a friend's house. Mm-hmm. Just my brother and I fought so bitterly. It was just, we were like just angry. Like I'm not a very angry person until somebody sets me off. And when somebody knows how to set me off it, like, uh, yeah, like, like we were just, 
the the combination of the two of us was what was the age difference two years yeah and and, and god we just like we would hit each other every day we would get into fist fights and like Ugh. hitting each other with baseball bats i jesus I, christ and like you know trying to drive each other i i hit him with my car <laughs> and he was in the driveway like oh yeah what are you gonna what are you gonna drive over me and i was like fuck you and then i did yeah <laughs> but you know you don't really hurt somebody doing that you're just like it was just yeah like um yeah he didn't expect it he was trying to keep me from leaving and i backed over i, I backed into him are y'all close now or no no <laughs> <laughs> i mean i like him but uh, the tension stays high <laughs> small toast well because that can go either way you know what i mean like there's either like like I like I I knew bro- brothers who like grew up like fighting all the time and they're either like they still don't ever talk to each other or it's like now they're like fucking best friends like they went to like like they fucking went to battle together or something like uh, that. Yeah, he he went to he was in the army after I got out. He joined, and then um he was good at the army because he's just a more of an army personality than me, and he stayed in for about eleven years and uh or th- i think 13 years but he and he like moved up the ranks and he he became a warrant officer and he was he had a pretty important job he was uh like a cid the criminal investigation division where he would interrogate uh army criminals or inter-army war crimes is he was he was constantly like talking to people who had um killed civilians on the battlefield in afghanistan he was deployed like five times oh my god and yeah. a lot of it was just like talking to people who were you know caught with child pornography or, or oh my and god. he had to and he had to talk to rapists and rape victims uh, very often because there's a lot of rape in the army and uh and he, there's he was, a lot of rape in the army oh the, the soldiers female? soldiers rape uh female soldiers get raped all the time uh, like on a much higher like more more than civilian Jesus. women and um but like guys who join the army are more predisposed toward rape i would say they have like more of a violent streak yeah and, and they don't care about hurting somebody and that's part of being a soldier and um but i i don't know i, I was a real delicate little soldier <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, yeah um, but the uh but uh, like so I understand the, but God, we're, I think my brother and I just, just don't like his sense of humor is, is a lot more boisterous than mine. I'm more of an understated kind of humorist. Mm-hmm. He's one of those loud guys who, you know, makes, he's like the rich Williams of the Morrissey family. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. um, but, uh, and he's great. I love my brother, but God damn it. When we, when we don't good. get along, it just gets so fucking yeah <laughs> it's like i just can't handle that's the... an intense job to be dealing with that shit on a day-to-day basis like that's yeah it... I, I don't think i could handle that shit like just constantly being like dealing with like the most like horrific yeah acts in hu- of humanity <laughs> i think he did good work i'm you know i'm glad somebody did what he was i he he was necessary and it's more than I can say for myself. <laughs> like, yeah. As much as I, I don't know, I, I got really mad at him. He voted for Trump in 2016, and mm-hmm. then I didn't talk to him for like three years. And then we try. And then I haven't talked to him since this recent election. 
but I don't. I, I I called him on Veterans Day. I called him on uh, November 11th and and just talked to him for a minute, but uh, just to be like, yeah, we're still friends, right? <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but I didn't want to be like shoving it in his face, like your guy lost. But like, uh, I am happy that Trump lost. I don't know. Um, yeah, me too. But it, it doesn't have to. Worse. It doesn't have to be something that determines whether I love He's my now brother been or not. Impeached twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. He's got to go down as like one of the worst presidents of all time. If not the yeah, worst. if not the yeah. worst, like he's down there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this one guy today was like, "What about Woodrow Wilson?" He was just like, "I can't stand Woodrow Wilson." If Woodrow Wilson were here right now, this open mic comic, and I was like, "What the hell do you like?" Can anybody remember Woodrow Wilson's face or yeah. voice or any of his policies thinking, or? I don't know enough about history <laughs> to definitively say. I know yeah. I know Andrew Jackson had the Trail of Tears, so he's yeah, gonna he, be fucking he down there. He killed people for <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't. I, I'm not a history buff to know enough. Yeah. Like who 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 out who has outdone Trump? Yeah. You know, but to be impeached twice is that you know that's a yeah it's unprecedented yeah <laughs> there we go yeah no i i because like the the place where, where i grew up it's mainly conservative you know what i mean like most of the people that i grew up with are are are, are conservative whatever and i'm still friends with like all of them on facebook or whatever and like just the shit they post i'm like what the fuck are you talking like it's just, it, it's so illogical yeah. and everything and i'm just like i mean i, I don't like here's if you voted for him in 2016 i'm like all right maybe you had this whole thing like we need to shake up the system i want a non-politician there i disagree with you but like if you're still supporting him like if you're still like on board you know what i mean like yeah you, you like like, after the um both sides comments after charlottesville i yeah. would think that that's the time when yeah, any like, rational person would have to yeah, say exactly like, like you're, you're delusional <laughs> and well here's yeah. here like i i, I realized because like i genuinely was kind of puzzled by people that stuck by him you yeah. know what i mean like i don't understand and like what what maybe was like is what you mean he has all these comments like shitting on the military yeah. and everything like uh, that about other losers yeah the losers. veterans are losers yeah and like what <laughs> About John McCain being like a loser for getting <laughs> captured. He's like, I like my soldiers. You yeah, know, it's it, like he's trying to get these people to stop supporting yeah. him. And, and like, you know, <laughs> conservatives are like super military, like supportive and everything like that. And once he's saying all that shit, and they're still like supportive, I go like, oh, it's not about anything that he says or anything that he does. It doesn't matter what he says or does. They're still gonna support. They just like that he's a guy that just goes fuck you. They like he's yeah. like a symbol. That just goes fuck you and fuck everything. I'm I'm an asshole. I'm doing my way, and I, and I feel like they feel like invigorated and like almost inspired by that attitude and what he's actually saying and what his actions are. It, it almost irrelevant to them. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't think it's. Uh, most people are just working all the time and they don't give a shit about like the policies and the the facts or, or keeping up with like uh, the inconsistencies of his logic or you know. Uh, I, I mean, watch him for five minutes talk, and you're like, yeah. "What the fuck is this guy?" I just, yeah, he's just you know? not charming. That's the yeah. thing that just bugged me. Is that like he he's just an awful person to be around, obviously. And his and those fucking children of his suck. Donald Trump Jr. Fuck off. Well, it, like, it, and you it, had to deal with that in your life. Yeah. Like, oh. 
I think, I, I, yeah, I don't like, he, he has no charisma. He has no leadership qualities. He is, he, he's not someone that's trying to like actively bring people together or help the nation grow. Like, yeah. like no, he's all about just pouring gasoline onto the fire yeah. and sparking it up and everything. But I, I, I also, what bothers me is that he's also all doing this while being like an idiot. Like he's genuinely <laughs> not even smart, smart. Like, so like that, that was a thing that like I could kind of get behind with like, yeah. Dick Cheney being evil and like starting wars and yeah, he's brilliant. He's brilliant. He's like yeah. this conniving <laughs> yeah. evil genius that yeah. can manipulate the system and like fucking ga- gather himself and like manipulate the laws to where he has all this power and shit like that. I can at least like on some level be yeah. like, okay, well, and then that- even George W. Bush, he could hold it together long enough to pretend to look smart. Yeah, when but he like, had to. Trump, you look <laughs> at him and you're like. This guy's a fucking doofus. <laughs> this guy's a legitimate <laughs> the, moron. Oh, just so many examples. Like that intelligence test that he was bragging about that one time. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, oh. But I don't know. I It's crazy that like I saw a statistic about 70% of Republicans believe that the election was stolen. Even now. Yeah. Like 70% of registered Republicans, they, they think – that Biden stole the election and they're like the and Rush Limbaugh is on the radio going like, well, what if Sam Adams would have been nonviolent? Sometimes uh, the tree of uh, liberty, you know, needs to be uh, uh, like watered with blood or whatever Jefferson said. But like there's it's just uh, it there. There is a duality. There's like a there are two Americas. There There is like a whole different there's world. There's like seven or eight I'm, Americas. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, there's a whole different, uh, and, and the comedy is a, it feels like you're, you're exposed to every different type of person. But I think, I think it's a self-selecting group of people who would go to an open mic or people who would do open mics or people who like comedy usually aren't like anti-feminist or openly racist or you know well, they, yeah, to be like well yeah. cause like if you're someone who wants to create something you know what i mean if like you're someone who, or, or, or is into people creating stuff yeah. or whatever like there's usually a sense of um uh of empathy and humility and stuff like that like those are kind of like traits that go along with someone who's like an artist or something like that yeah and even it, if you're there to support something exactly like that. yeah, yeah. If you're there to support something like that, these are all kind of things uh, yeah. that you have which is it's just the exact opposite of yeah. uh you expect such perfection from crowds like such moral perfection like oh that's a shitty audience i bet they're all great people they just didn't laugh at your <laughs> joke like, right <laughs> yeah. or like or they just uh, oh well i think i think it's been a pretty good episode i think it was about an hour in and uh i'm getting text messages i think i kind of want to go out i don't know all right yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> cool. But, I'm fucking hungry. I need to go eat. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's lovely having you here, Grady. Yeah, Bob. Ugh. Um, I, uh, I'm sorry you can't drink anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I know. All right. Well, thanks. <laughs>